Uninvited Company, the podcast where we tell you ghost stories, urban legends, and all the spooky shit. <laughs> spooky shit. <laughs> oh, dear. We tried something new, and I think Rachel proved to us all that that's probably not the best idea. It's a new moon. She, we just did something yes, different. Yes, we're recording on a new moon. I've got my new moon candle lit that I got for all the new moons of 2023. Yeah, yeah. We got um, our incense Yes, burning. we got all the smellums. Um, yes. It is a new... In flames. It in is here. a new day. Well, it's not. It's night, but it's a new cycle. Yes, new cycle. So, hello, everyone. Welcome back. We're trying to get back into things on a regular schedule, so bear with us. Um, yes, we're doing our best. We're going to try not to make promises that we can't keep. Yes. Right, Rachel? Yes, I'm sorry. Yes. I'm sorry. I get real excited, and I think that we can accomplish things in a week. But we live an hour and a half away from each other, <laughs> so I don't think we've ever said that. So it makes things a little bit difficult. I apologize. I won't promise anything. How about yes. this? From now on, if we are able to release two episodes in one week, it'll just be a surprise. That was an interesting way to pronounce <laughs> we just that won't, word. It, we just won't tell you. It, it'll just be like, hello, thank you for being here. Here's an extra episode. It'll just, yeah, I think that's how it should be. I yes. won't announce it anymore, like I promise. When, when you get your packages that you order online, it's like a gift to yourself all over again. Yes. Sure. Uh-huh. I don't know. I just equate those to the same feeling of yeah. like, oh, a gift for me. So wow. it'll just be a gift for you, dear listener. And I will. Oh. <laughs> Did I get too gossip girly on you? Dear listener. Oh, wait, no, that was Lady Whistledown. I got kind of Lady Whistledown yes. on you. Yes, just without the British accent. Okay, moving on. Today's moving on. topic. I thought I would do something a more um, folklore-y today. Okay. And it's also, you'll know, is inspired by the book that I just started. I don't think you told me. You made a comment about the book whenever you got here today. Oh, gosh darn it. Did I? Yes. What? I Where? put a sticker over her face. Oh, Coraline. <laughs> okay. Yes. <laughs> the book that the movie Coraline is based on, she has a really, really creepy face on the cover. And so I put a Believe in Magic sticker over her face because I like to read at night and I just didn't want to have her face staring at me. She didn't want to see that staring. So anyways, yes. Da -da -da -da. Today's episode is about the story of Coraline. Oh, is it really? Yes. Oh, very nice. Yes. What is it? How does the dads... Have you seen the movie Coraline? Yes. Not in a very long um, time. Talk about Coraline. Da -da -da. That's the, what the other father oh. says. And he sings that and plays the piano. The I movie. remember the basis of like what happens yes. in the button eyes. Yes. <laughs> so I'm going to give you a little rundown. I'm going to tell the story. As it happens in the movie, I'm going to tell you some differences of how the movie differs from the book. And then I'm going to tell you one of the stories that Coraline was inspired by. That's Ooh. an old folklore tale. Okay. Yes. Bring it on. So, 
Coraline, the novel, was written by Neil Gaiman. Sure. Um, I hope that's pronounced correctly. Um, and then the movie, surprisingly, was directed by Henry Selick, not Tim Burton, which you would think it was a Tim Burton movie mm-hmm. just because of like the vibes and everything, but it was not Tim Burton, if you were thinking that. And then the poem... Uh, the the story that it was that gave a little bit of inspiration to Neil, the author, is a story called The New Mother, Ooh. which was written by Lucy Clifford. And then it was later rewritten and retold by Alvin Schwartz, titled The Drum, for more scaries to uh, more scary stories to tell in the dark, which is a series of short stories mm-hmm. and has that. three editions. So that's a little basis of little what, what's happened. Yes. So I'm going to go through the synopsis of the movie and just tell a little story. Coraline and her family are just moving into a new house that is split into multiple parts, sharing with many kooky, weird character na- uh, neighbors. She meets all of her neighbors. Coraline's exploring. She eventually befriends the landlady's grandson, who is nicknamed YB. His real name is Wyborn. Wyborn. Yes. So YB eventually finds a doll in his grandma's house, or apartment, whatever you want to call it, that has button eyes, and it looks exactly like Coraline. Like, Mm. same... In the movie, she has blue hair. So same blue hair, same little raincoat, because they moved to Oregon, and so it's, like, rainy all the time. Immediately, no. Yes. Immediately now. And so he's like, hey, I found this doll that looks exactly like you. And she's like, oh, that's weird. And then puts it in her bedroom. Oh. <laughs> so. No. Yeah. <laughs> that's not normal. So now she has this doll that looks like her. And she's just like, wow, that was weird. Moving what on. What a coincidence. Thanks for the doll. So Coraline, you can tell, like, she dislikes her new home. And her parents both work from home. And they're extremely focused on their work. And don't really pay attention to her. So she's like, you know, she's a kid. She's super bored. She's like, I... And I, it's really rainy here. And I guess she came from somewhere that didn't rain all the time. So she's just, like, really bumped out. And her parents are like, leave me alone. Just go find something to do. That's healthy. Um, one of the lines that I noticed that was in the book... Because I'm reading it right now. That I noticed was also in the movie is the dad's like... Or the mom... One of the parents says, like, go count how many doors you can find or windows or something. Like, it's such a... Mm. An awful suggestion (laughs) to tell a kid to, like, stay busy, I guess. So while she's exploring, she finds a fairy circle, a black cat... And inside her part of the house that they just moved into, there is a tiny door that is locked and is covered in wallpaper. So you just see this outline of Mm. a tiny door. And so this intrigues her, of course, because she's like, ooh, what is this? You know, like any kind of tiny thing as well. Kids are just like... Well, anything that looks like it's not supposed to be there, like you're not supposed to open it. Yes. You're like, oh, I need to see what's that else. Yep. So she goes to her mom and she's like, mom, I found this tiny door. I want to open it. And her mom is just like, okay, fine, whatever. So she goes to the key ring that they were given when they moved in and they find like the oldest key Mm -hmm. that obviously goes to the store. She's like, here, have at it. You know, here's the, here's the door. Shoo, shoo. Do not bother me. Yeah. But when they open the door, they like, you know, rip through the Mm -hmm. wallpaper. They open the door, opens to a brick wall. 
So she's like, oh. see, told you, nothing there. Now can you leave me alone? Oh, no. So then... I would immediately think portal. Yeah. If this was real. So then one night, Coraline awakes. She's awoken by a mouse that uh, runs around her house and she follows the mouse. And the mouse actually goes into the door. And so she's like, what the heck? That's a wall. Like, how did the mouse go in there? And when she opens the door, she notices there's no longer a brick wall there, but it's a tunnel. No. Secret tunnel. No. Secret tunnel. That's a sound on... I'm sure it is. Uh, TikTok right I have now. not come across it. Secret tunnel. So it's kind of like the tunnel that you gave... Um, you got Alice for Christmas. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's like one of those like flimsy looking... Okay. In the movie, at least. Yeah. And so, of course, you know... Curiosity killed the cat. Coraline. She's going to climb in that tunnel. <laughs> she climbs into the tunnel. Uh, and no, she no. finds um, her house at the other side of the tunnel. But in this house, everything is a bit different. So it's an alternate reality where her parents actually pay attention to her. Everything's brighter. It's not raining and cold and just like dreary everywhere. So she's like, wow, this is great. I like it over here. But the catches, all of the characters, like all of her neighbors, YB, everyone in this alternate reality have buttons for eyes. She's like, that's suspicious. She's like, this is nice over here. I mean, I'm just going to ignore your button eyes and we're just going to chill. Yeah. Yeah. She's like, I can just, I can disregard this for now because I'm enjoying myself. Oh my gosh. No. So she's enjoying her visit, and then her parents tuck her in, and she's like, man, I love it here. Oh, she stays over there. Yes, she goes to sleep. And oh. when she wakes up, she wakes up in her real reality. Okay. In her own bed. Mm-hmm. So then she's like, wow, that was great. Goes back, visits a second time, having a great grand old time again. However, the third time she visits, her other mother asks if she wants to stay forever. Under one condition. No. She must give up her eyes for buttons. Oh. And so they like present her with they present her with this box. Oh my gosh. And it has like buttons and a sewing needle in there. So who's gonna remove her eyes? The Um, mom? The other mother. (gasps) Yeah. Yeah. And so Coraline is like no. It was only on the third visit. How presumptuous. Yeah. My goodness. And of course, Coraline is like, hell no. And she says she doesn't want to. Um, And she tries to escape. But when she goes to sleep, she's just kind of like, obviously acting suspicious. And she's like, oh my gosh, I'm so... Don't be suspicious. Don't be suspicious. Don't be suspicious. Don't be suspicious. So... She's like, oh, I'll think about it. Um, I'm so tired. I want to go to sleep. So she goes to sleep um, thinking she's going to wake back up in her Mm -hmm. own reality again. And it doesn't happen. She's stuck there this time. And so she's like flipping out. And the other monk... Yeah, the monk gave... The other mother is now angry at her because she's like trying to escape. She's oh, like, but yeah. you love us. You love it here. Da, 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 da. And Coraline's, I want to go home. So she gets angry and puts her in timeout, but she locks her in this like concrete, literally like a room that you'd s- suspect 
someone who kidnaps you would put you in. Oh, that's like that's creepiest. Lovely. Like that's motherly. Yeah, yeah. Cold, dark, concrete room with like an iron bed with mm. just a mattress, no sheets, nothing. Yeah, creepy as hell. That's not great. So in this concrete room, Coraline finds that she has some company oh, no. in there with her. Oh no who happened to be the ghosts of other children who gave up their eyes oh, to the what? other mother. Yeah. Who bas- who died there, basically. <gasps> yeah. I don't remember any of you this. You don't? No. no. I know. This is why I question why this is a children's movie. Because oh, it's my so gosh. creepy. Those kids must have had terrible lives. Yeah. To be willing to give up their eyes. Yep. And in the process of all this, she has kidnapped her real parents and she has them like shivering in a snow globe. Like she trapped them in a snow globe and you can see them and they're like shivering and, you know, don't look like they're having a grand time. How? How did she do this? I don't know. She's Eva. Damon. E-V-I-L. Is that a sound too? I was trying to think of a... (laughs) No, there's a song that's like... There's a song that I sang in college that has to do with evil. My middle name is Misery. It's like something like that. Oh. I forgot how it goes. Anyways. I would not know. So the children start informing her of the other mother's I real think. intentions and everything. Yeah. And they're like, she's a bad lady. And they inf- they say that they gave their eyes, which I put in parentheses, we come to find them giving their eyes as them giving their souls. Oh. You know, basically. This is dark yes, shit. To the other mother. Oh my and gosh. Since the other mother trapped them, their souls are stuck in this alternate reality. And so they can't cross over into the <gasps> afterlife, basically. This is, oh, this is sad. So they're all stuck and they're like, help us, Coraline. Help find our eyes so we can move on. Every and- time you see eyes, I get full body <laughs> can't handle it so their eyes are actually little like marbles Mm -hmm. and things so she has to like risk escaping and going out on the grounds and finding all of their eyes so she can collect them and like set them free that's pretty selfless and we also find out one of the children so there's a little bit of foreshadowing at the beginning of the movie that you don't realize the connection until this part where one of the children that is stuck in the room, their souls, is actually the twin sister. I think it's a twin. The sister of YB's grandmother who oh, went missing as no. a kid. Yeah, she went missing as a child and her mother, like, or her his, his grandmother um, mentions it and stuff. But you find out that it's, it is her. Oh, that's so sad. That she's stuck. So, so it sounds like this demon, this mother, yeah, the same thing. is like hanging out in the same neighborhood. Or exactly. Something. Well, the thing is, the exact same doll thing happened to the grandmother's sister. Mm. She found a doll that it's looked like exactly like her, and the dolls are secret, like spying tools, mm-hmm. basically, for the other mother to create this alternate reality that mimics exactly what's wrong in their mm. real lives because th- she needs to bait them in. And see, okay, what are all the problems that I can solve by creating it, like, much better over here? And that'll make them want to stay. Hmm. Yep. So the doll's like a little camera, like a spy camera, basically. Hmm. So they ask Coraline for help. And she goes through all this trouble. She's able to collect them all. 
Um, which also makes, this makes the other mother even angrier. So she, as she becomes angry and angrier throughout the rest of the movie, she just gets scarier and she like gets really bony and just like looks really creepy. I thought she became like a spider. She is. Okay. Spider. Spider. Yeah. She's, she, she gets really Or as a, as a Jasper called it, a spitter. A spitter. (laughs) How does he talk? A spitter. So, in this reality, oh, also the black cat that um, I mentioned at the beginning, this cat can talk in the alternate reality, mm-hmm. um, and the cat is able to walk between the worlds, kind of like Coraline, so the cat doesn't have button eyes. Oh, okay. So the cat is like, oh. yeah, I could have told you that this lady is a batshit. And so the cat and other YB help her escape. Oh. Yeah. Hmm. Why other YB? He's good in that? I don't know. I don't know exactly the reasoning behind that, but YB's her friend in the real universe, and... Okay. I don't know. She also... Oh, one creepy detail. I didn't put this in here, but she doesn't like how much YB talks in the real world, and so in the alternate universe, his mouth is sewn shut. (laughs) Because everything is, like, sewn together, so... To make it her perfect world. Yes, and that's why there's, like, the sewing needle with the buttons and everything, And as Coraline is, like, trying to escape, the world literally starts bursting at the seams and, like, falling apart. And so everything, like, the the mask of everything Mm -hmm. is starting to fade. And so you see that everything's just, like, fake and sewn together and stuff. So it's pretty deep if you, like, really sit there and analyze everything. But it should not be a children's movie. Mm -hmm. So once Coraline escapes, she... Gets the key and locks the little door so that no one can go back into that reality. Mm. But as she closes the door, the hand of the other mother is still over there trying to, like, get to her and stuff and, like, follows her. And Coraline goes down to the well on the property. So, little backstory to this well. You know how I mentioned a fairy circle Mm -hmm. at the beginning. Well... This fairy circle, in real life, fairy circles are just perfect circles of mushrooms that form. And there's a lot of folklore behind them. I'll get into that at the end. So it kind of like describes everything. But the fairy circle marks where the well is. And she knows that the well is like dangerous and you're not supposed to go there. So she's like, that's a perfect place to drop the key so that no one can ever open this door ever again. Mm -hmm. So the little hand is like following everything, trying to get that key back. And she's able to put a rock on the hand so it can't get to it. She drops the key in the well. And story over kind of thing. Hmm. So here's a little backstory behind the fairy ring. At the beginning of the movie, when Coraline is exploring the grounds, she actually starts exploring the grounds with a stick. And she calls it a dowsing rod. Oh. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Which leads her to the well that, at the time, the entrance of it, it's just the fairy ring and it's covered by mud and stuff. So you don't see the actual, like, opening of the well. And she um, steps inside the fairy ring. So dowsing by itself, not just, like, a dowsing rod, but dowsing is a form of divination that actually is supposed to help one find water. Oh. (laughs) So... She's, like, pretending it's a dowsing rod, mm-hmm. but she it literally leads her to the this well she's never seen before. Uh-huh. So she, uh, like, 
She couldn't have known it was there. Right. Because she just moved in. Leads her to the water. She even calls it a dowsing rod in the movie. And then YB calls her a water witch because of it and everything. Because she's just, like, weird. And he's like, water witch! And then when she steps into the fairy ring, some lore behind fairy rings, there's a couple of positive consequences if you step in a fairy ring, but there's also some negative consequences. They're, they kind of go back and forth of, like, if you step in a fairy ring, this will happen. It's, it's just kind of... Uh-huh. But some of the negative consequences of stepping in a fairy ring is that you were you would be trapped and invisible to others. Oh. Yeah. That's not great. Which is exactly what happens to Coraline. Oh. She becomes trapped because she yeah. stepped in the fairy ring at the beginning okay. of the movie. Oh, I also forgot to mention... As soon as she escapes, her parents come inside looking like snow is uh-huh. melting off of them. And they have no idea what happened or anything. So they don't die. I remember okay. mentioning that they're in a snow globe and stuff. So somehow they get freed. They were just Yeah, because she like... Parallel something. She, well, she basically like um, stops the curse or mm-hmm. whatever. I don't know. Whatever you want to... Whatever you assume the story is um, intending. Right. So, the fairy ring, yeah, traps her. Which is all, like, it, everything is, like, connected from everything the very connects. beginning. So, the movie's really good. Yeah, those are the best movies, when it's little details in the beginning, connect in the middle, Tons of the foreshadowing. End. Yeah. Love, yeah. Love a good foreshadow. Yep. So, that is the synopsis of the movie. A little story for you. A little story time. Just talk about Coraline. So, a few differences between the book and the movie... The book is set in the UK versus the movie being set in Oregon. The whole dolls scenario and YB are not in the book. Oh. So that entire character thing. Mm. As well as, like, the, the grandma's sister and everything. That's not in the book? Mm-mm. In the movie, her parents are a lot worse to her than they are in the book. And so she's like, yeah, this reality is kind of messed up in the book because her parents aren't that bad to her. Mm-hmm. So she's like, yeah, I don't I don't like this as much. Whereas in the movie, she's like, yeah, my parents don't pay attention to me and y'all give me all the attention. So yeah, mm-hmm. I'm going to stay. In the book, the door is a regular sized door versus a teeny, teeny, tiny door. You got to make some, some differences for a cinematic yeah. masterpiece yeah. type of thing. So that is the story of Coraline. I truly didn't know Coraline was based off of a book. Yeah. I just thought it was a creepy-ass movie. No. Okay. Nice, nice. And fun fact. Fun fact. When I was looking up stuff about the author and everything, the author said he would only write another, like, corresponding Coraline story if he had a really good idea for it. And he has Because they've been asked, like, oh, are you going to do another Coraline? Mm -hmm. He said... Nope, not in, not unless I have the perfect idea for it. And so it's just like, it's yet will to it come. come to him? We don't know. It's one of those things that when you have such an out there, different idea, it's like, how do you... It's not necessarily about, oh, how do I one-up it? Or how do I equal it? How do I make a whole nother story? But there is some pressure there when you have mm-hmm. something that was so well received. Well, and I like that he's not... He's not folding to the pressure to yeah. write another story just mm-hmm. because it could make him more money, you know, be more successful yeah. just because the people want it. He's like, no, this story was important and it was also inspired by his own house. Ooh. And so whenever he went on the Coraline set of the movie, he was like, 
that's my house <laughs> that I live in right now. And they had no idea. Oh, just like this podcast was born because of our house that we grew up in. Yeah. I love yeah. it. Connected. I didn't include any details about the kooky neighbors or anything because they it's not important. really, it's not really, yeah, that important to the progression of the story. But yeah, she's got like kooky neighbors and the mouse, like one of the neighbors is trying to make this mouse band who like sings and stuff. Oh. And so the mice are in the movie as well. It's like this whole fairy tale. Oh, I think you thing. told the story very well. Thank you. I've seen it only once and it's been years and years. Um, but I was like, I was, there were details that I hadn't, I had not remembered and it creeped me out all over again. Especially when you said eyes. Yeah. No. Well, this one might creep you out as well. Oh. So more. this is the, one of the inspirations. So it is an original story, uh, of Coraline's original story, but he, mm -hmm. there's a little bit of inspiration that you can see is drawn from this uh, short story called The New Mother. Remember I mentioned oh, that yeah, earlier yeah. by Lucy Clifford? Okay, so this story begins with two sisters named Blue Eyes and Turkey. Oh, what? Okay, hold on. <laughs> That's... Turkey is automatically set up to fail. That is not fair. How can you name one child Blue Eyes? Well, that's not their actual names. Those are their nicknames. Still, <laughs> Blue Eyes and Turkey. You just know Blue Eyes is like this beautiful blonde, like popular, just carefree, bubbly girl. And Turkey is this tall, skinny, <laughs> scr scraggly, scraggly and woman. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Tell okay. me about Turkey. So they live in this little, like, cottage house with their younger baby sibling and mother. Okay. Father is away at sea. Oh. <laughs> yes. Might not see father again. No. So mother sends them into town often to collect mail if father has sent any. Ew. I don't like this. <laughs> if mother sent them if father. I don't like that wording. That's just, that's just, I mean, they call mother and father. That's like old language. Okay, I'll know. shut up. Okay, continue with your story. <laughs> so they go into town often. They like that they can help their mother out with this and are trusted to this task. So one day, while going into town, they come across a teenage girl who is sitting on something. And they're like, what are you doing? <laughs> you know, they're just curious. This girl's about like 15. She's like teenage. So they're like, uh, what is that? And she's she says... It's a pear drum. Oh. And there is a box attached to the pear drum that holds the figures of a lady who will dance with her petticoat, waving it around, and then a man who will dance as well and wave his hat. Okay. And so they're like, whoa, that is freaking cool. Can we see it? And the girl's like, well, are y'all good? And they said, oh, yes, we are very good. We're so good to our mother, like the best. So she's like, mm, no, they only come out for naughty children. Sorry. Oh, no. And they so badly want to see the little lady and the little man dance. Oh, do they start acting naughty? So they go home and they try to be naughty. What? Mm, okay. <laughs> yeah, they try to be naughty. And their mother, who has always seen these children as like the best little angels, always willing to help mother out. Mm -hmm. And so she's like, what the heck? If you don't stop doing this, I'm going to leave and another mother is going to replace me with glass eyes and a wooden tail. 
<laughs> because that's what little kids need to hear. Yes. So they returned to the girl the next day and they said they were so naughty. And the girl was like, oh, really? I don't think you were that naughty. Did you break China? Did you throw water in the fire? Did you do this? And they're like, uh, no, I didn't know that was like the type of naughty that you were looking for. But we can do that. We can do that. Mm-hmm. So they say, no, we didn't do any of that. But when we started being naughty, our mother said a new mother would replace her. And the teenage girl was like, oh, she's bluffing. Like, that's not real kind of thing. Because um, teenage girls know everything. Yep. And so they go home and they take all of these suggestions into consideration. And they break the china. And they throw water on the fire. And they do all kinds of naughty things at home. And their mother, of course, is very disappointed. And she's like, oh, girls... I'm going to have to leave if you don't behave. And they're like, we just want to see the dancing lady. So anyway, (laughs) they return again. Girls and the teenage girl, of course, is like, I'm sorry, but you're, you got to step up, step up to the plate and like actually be naughty because this is, this is a joke. Right. And so they're like, oh my gosh. So they feel super guilty because they have been worse than they've ever been their whole life. They're not used to this. And they feel guilty for, for being so awful to their mother. And they have to keep being worse yes. if they want to see this freaking lady. And the mother warns. They She says one more time. She's like, if you continue to behave, I am going to leave very soon. And they were so they were so naughty that night that they were very, very, like... Um, held up by guilt Mm -hmm. that they couldn't even sleep. So they're up. Good. Yeah. (laughs) They're up really, really early the next morning. And they're like, we got to go see this girl and like put an end to this. Just see the lady and the man and then we'll just move on. And so they get up really early um, or they head into town very, very early, not knowing if the girl's going to be there. She ends up being there, surprisingly. Mm -hmm. And they tell her what they did. And this time, she seems a little bit worried. She's like, okay, so your mother has told you she's going to leave this many times if you're going to be naughty. Kind of thing. Which is weird, because all the time she's been like, she's bluffing. She's bluffing. Yeah. You know? She's like egging them on. She's like, when is your mother going to leave? They said, well, I mean, I think today. Kind of thing. If we keep being naughty. And so she almost gives, like, a warning to them and says, you still haven't been naughty enough. I can't show you the dancing figures. But she says, I won't be here tomorrow. So um, I'm about to move on to my next, like, town or whatever. But I will be passing by your place at 11 a.m. So I might play the drum. I might not. Who knows? Hmm. So they go home. Their literally last ditch effort their menaces <laughs> that morning oh my and they're just like uh, if, if we can just hold on for just a little bit longer when the girl passes maybe she'll show us the figures in the box as she's passing playing her drum and the mother is like i gotta leave and so the mother takes the baby oh heads out <laughs> oh no and they so badly want to yell at the window like Mother, if you just come back at 1130, we'll be really good. (laughs) You just need to wait. We have an appointment with this teenage girl at 11 a.m. And so sure enough, they eventually hear the girl playing her drum. And as she's playing the drum, she's also singing and chanting 
a pretty haunting tune. Naturally. As she passes. Um, and they look to see if the box is there. And the box is open this time. Mm-hmm. But it's empty. Mm-hmm. The figurines are not there. Mm, where are they? Where are they, Erica? They're not there. And so the, the sisters are like yelling out the window. They're like, what the heck? Where are the this figurines? And the girl is just like, mm, <laughs> not paying attention. <laughs> just picture her in her own world. She's like, ooh, yeah. <laughs> so she's just doing her thing. She eventually passes and they're like, well, well, we, shit. We <laughs> well, lost shit. her mom and we didn't even get a show. <laughs> They're like, how the, how the, we're children. How are we supposed to survive without a mother kind of thing? Mm-hmm. They're like, do you think the other mother is actually going to come? They're like, I don't know. And so they clean up their house because they're like, well, it's just us. We, we at least need to try our best to take care of ourselves. And they're so worried about the other mother that they're like, you know what? We're just going to lock all the doors, bolt the windows, do everything so she can't come in. That's not going to keep mommy out. No. No. Eventually, they start to hear the sound of what could only be a long wooden tail dragging closer and closer to their door. I don't like this. Until they hear a knock at the door. Don't open it. And they're like, no, hell no. (laughs) I'm not opening that door. The knocking continues. And as it continues, it keeps getting harder and louder to the point where one of the sisters has her back to the door. She's like, help me hold this door shut. Like, is this her? And so while one sister has her back holding the door closed, the other peeks out to try to see if it's the the new mother. And all she sees is a flash of light, which could only be the light reflecting through the new mother's glass eyes. I... <laughs> Did you just get scared and scared in Spanish? <laughs> I... That's all that would come out of my body. I'm so sorry. I... I'm so sorry. Okay. okay. Did you just get scared in Spanish? <laughs> And so the girl's like, hell no. So they panic and they're like, she's about to bust down this freaking yeah, door. With her so tail. they hightail it out of there, out the back door. Because they're like, uh-uh, no okay. way I'm living with a mother with glass eyes and a wooden tail. So they run out back and their ha- their cottage was like facing a forest. And so mm-hmm. they disappear into the forest. Mm-hmm. And the new mother occupies their cottage and just lives there for the rest of her days. What? While the sisters continue to um, live in the forest and just avoid all their issues. And they never see their family ever again. (laughs) Okay. I have so many issues. I have... There's... I... There's no words. Everything is wrong with this story. It's what? Kind of, yeah, it's messed up, isn't it? Unlike Coraline, where you, like everything's connected, this is like all over the place. Uh-huh. There's no what. What does the freaking teenage girl? She's like a gypsy, I think. 
But what does she have traveler. to do with distracting them and like wanting to make them terrible at home? Is she connected to the new mother? I like don't know. just another uh, folklore tale to oh, get. And I'm sorry, what his... the original mother was like? Y'all are being bad bitches. Bye bye. Like I'm just gonna take my new baby and yeah. peace out and never yeah. saw them again. No. I so I guess this I mean this no, is an old I've, story so this but, was probably a story that parents told their kids to scare them into behaving. Oh, this is terrible! Like if you're not good, the other mother or the other father is gonna appear and take my place. Uh-huh. Oh my gosh, <laughs> wicked just all around. Yeah, I don't like it. I didn't like any part of it. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you wouldn't. No. But it is fascinating to see, like, kind of the inspiration that you could draw from that. <sighs> yeah. From Coraline. Man, folklore is an interesting thing. Like, who comes up with these stories? I don't know. But, I don't know. After seeing what the other mother looks like in the movie, after she, like, you know, her disguise mm-hmm. starts deteriorating, I picture that with glass eyes and a wooden tail. And it's just... I, oh. It's very, very haunting. The wooden tail doesn't scare me as much because I'm, like, it, I'm just imagining, like, a really big oversized beaver tail or something like that. I don't know. But the glass eyes get me. The glass eyes, I think the wording in the story, whenever one little girl is uh, peeking out the window to see if it is the other mother that is, um, the new mother, sorry, Mm -hmm. that is knocking at the door and she sees a flash. I'm like, that would only flash if she moved her eyes. To look. Yeah. To look. And so, whoa, when I read yeah. that story, it's like, it was like 14 pages. So uh-huh. I just kind of summarized because yeah. there's a lot of dialogue and stuff that just takes a long time to get through because it's an older story. But that part, I was like, oh, she probably looked at them. Ew. I was playing it in my head too. Yeah. Ah. Okay. Coraline and so there's there's a little story what was that time. story called the last the one? new mother the new mo- oh my gosh there's also Coraline a story there's a version of it called the pear drum and then the one that's in scary stories to tell mm-hmm. um that one is just called the drum wow all right well <laughs> thank you for telling me that I'm sorry but I room. don't think any figurines are worth it to to be so naughty. Like oh, that. oh, hell no. no. Especially kids that are angels, like, perfect their entire life. They're I, First of all, I don't think they're going to risk it Mm-mm. for potentially some, I don't know. some this, weird this, dancing This little thing. Um, teenage girl was very... She was convincing. Convincing. Oi. Well, thanks for, thanks for that. Thanks for the story time on this lovely new moon. You're welcome. Of an evening. I hope you uh, enjoyed it. Yeah, hopefully, if y'all haven't seen Coraline, hopefully you enjoyed this little synopsis. Yeah, maybe it can... Because Coraline, the movie, has lots of really, really cool visual effects mm-hmm. that make it worth watching, even if yeah. you already know what happens in the story. Yeah. I don't know. It's it's very well put together. And it's uh, stop motion. Yeah. So, which yeah. is even more impressive. Yeah, go watch it. It's fascinating. Maybe mm-hmm. don't watch it with your kids, though. If you have kids. Yeah, and I might find, for another episode one day, some more, like, story time mm-hmm. nights. Yeah, I like this. I like how we've been switching it up a lot. We've been doing a lot of different things. Yeah. I like it. Not limited to more, just 
one or two subjects like no. ghost stories uninvited company can encompass a whole lot of stuff that mm-hmm. new mother the was new mother not was un- <laughs> she was not invited she was not invited at all so no that definitely goes under our have, umbrella yeah so if you have any like Grimm's brothers fairy tales that are your favorite or other folklore stories that you know um would be a good fit yeah and as always if you have your own scary story or experience or just anything like share it with us we are we're gonna do something with like some stories with yeah might involve it might involve some wine yes we've talked about we might start a series hint hint hint. (laughs) we're still we're planning we're still in the planning process for 2023 but i'm not gonna promise anything it's just gonna be a surprise so we'll see what happens Surprise. I was kind of trying to channel more oh, of it, but I'm terrible at impressions. <laughs> Surprise. Surprise. Yeah. So we'll just see what happens, y'all. You're just going to be on this journey with us. And uh, next time will be a scary story. Some kind of haunted story. I don't know yet. Yes. I guess we'll see. And You'll just have to wait until the next episode and yeah. listen to it to find out. Tune in. Hang out with us on Mondays. Or, you know, if you listen on Tuesdays or Wednesdays or, you know, whatever. We're here to just hang out. Until then. Until then, hey, guys, stay spooky.